got some uh, service there. So he's a, a patriot and loyal defender of our Constitution. I, I think probably one of his proudest moments as an Air Force person is that he fathered a Marine. <laughs> Love to plug that in there. But really, uh, I've enjoyed uh, his experience and knowledge at the military table. He went on to graduate from Orlando College, Rollins College, and got a degree from UCF as well in clinical psychology. So he does some mind games on us every once in a while that we got to watch out for. So he married Lynn Jenkins of Orlando in 1962 and father of three children. He served in vacation Bible school and at the Nazarene Church. He's rededicated his life in 1970 through the Navigators Discipleship Ministry, which is a real strong presence in the military. And he's led home fellowship groups where they've talked about apologetics and comes with a lot of experience and knowledge of doing that. So he discovered Iron Men of God in 2017 through his son, Ron. He's not got a loud presence at our table because a bunch of us Marines, but we always look to his guidance and his wisdom because he's so seasoned for us that he brings some great wisdom for us. And we get to share that with you today. So please welcome Bob Colt. Thank you very much. As an airman, having a Marine in the house is kind of strange, but I can guarantee I couldn't love and respect him more than I do, even if he is a Marine. <laughs> I've been asked to speak pretty much on was Jesus' death a sham and his resurrection a hoax? And I'll say at the onset, absolutely not. I have not encountered as much opposition and chaos as I have in the last couple of weeks on giving a lesson. It has been truly wild and culminating in Ron's going to the hospital last night. And I would continue to ask for prayers on his behalf. I intended not to wear a hat up here, but looking over, if I'm going to see you folks, I'm seeing enough sunlight that I'm going to need it. <laughs> I'll also be doing a good deal of paraphrasing, and I ask for your indulgence there. At this point in my life, I've come to have a great appreciation for microphones, for hearing aids, and for large print Bibles. <laughs> I'm having to depend on this Bible today because last night I dropped my phone and it went into factory reset. Now, those of you that have had that happen, you know what it means. So I've been scrambling and here we go. First of all, I'd like you to turn to 1 Corinthians 15 and I'll be reading 12 through 17. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain? and your faith is also vain. Yea, we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain in your sins. Paul, as you see, considered the resurrection as being paramount and all in our belief system as Christians. Put simply, if he was not raised, we have nothing to stand on. But we know he was raised. Lee Strobel, in 
both the book that uh, we've been basing this year's teachings on and his follow-up, A Case for Faith. He's given ample evidence to answer the sham and hope subjection. My brief review will be because of time restraints. In my life, I have had a strong familiarity with both clinical psychology and with hypnosis. Both of these cover areas that Mr. Strobel also covered. I might add, I did not receive my degree from UCF. I went through 95% of the subject matter in clinical psychology, and I hit a brick wall when I got into Freud and all of his teachings. I was needing to parrot all of his works as being absolute truth. I could not do that as a Christian, and I withdrew that point and have never looked back. My counseling from then on was biblical-based, as it is with Competent to Counsel that Jay Adams put out. It's called Nuthetic Counseling on Hypnosis. As a teenager, I read every book I could get my hands on, and the local library had an awful lot. And as a result, I became a hypnotist. When I rededicated my life to Christ, I gave up on hypnosis because it had such a bad reputation, the swing galley effect and everything, especially in uh, show business and the movies. Under hypnosis, the wild theory has been put out that Christ was able to hypnotize entire crowds. I'm thinking of the feeding of the 5,000 plus women and children. This just simply did not and would not happen and all as the effects of hypnosis. There's just too many people that cannot be hypnotized and if that was the case at the feeding, their opposition to sitting there eating nothing would have been known and recorded. The second area that was used is that he self-hypnotized himself on the cross in deep trance so he could fool them into thinking he was dead. This also was soundly presented as a falsehood when the soldier pierced his side. When blood and water came out, once a person is dead a while, the blood does separate, and that's the evidence you get. This was why the soldiers did not break his legs to prove he was dead. This confirmed the original prophecy that not a bone of his body would be broken. Enough on hypnosis. One Sunday in church, a few seats over from me, a woman stood up. She pointed at the pastor, and she said, you need to respect me. I am Queen Elizabeth II, and you must give me that respect. The ushers respected her out of the seat, and she disappeared back to the hospital where she had been discharged the previous day. Jesus, the charges were much more serious. It was written that he, being a man, had made himself God. This was an extremely serious charge, and if proven, could result in being stoned to death. The difference between he and that lady was that he was God, and everything he did in his ministry backed that up. 
from beginning to end. When I was going through training and all to become a clinical psychologist, we had many, many acts that were considered deviant behavior. And if you look back in Christ's time, they said the early Christians turned the world upside down. They did that for the world's good. I believe today the world has largely been turned upside down. And as the Bible says, that which is good is proclaimed bad, and that which is bad is proclaimed good. I saw that in the psychological standards. You see it today. What I was taught was deviant, and one could be trained to help that person. You now will be condemned for doing that very thing, the training in that respect. I believe that we as Christians will be called to stand up against the heresies, and it will take great courage, and we must be unified and stand with each other. As I said, it will be a time requiring great courage. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Table captains, I, I sent you three questions that Bob was able to craft together last night, and we're going to spend the rest of the time at our tables. And uh, just another reminder, table captains, start initiating the plan for next Friday because we will not be meeting here. But for table hangout week, come up with that plan, guys. So table captains, uh, the floor is yours.